Hello and welcome to The Rabbit Hole, the Definitive Developers Podcast. Living large in New York. I'm your host, Michael Nunez. Our co-host today, Dave Anderson. And our regular guest, Sophie Kreutz. And our esteemed guest, Raymond Lamb. And today we'll be talking about the Flow Wolf. <laughs> it's uh, it's International Dan Brown Day. It's an ambigram, twenty twelve, December second. Yeah, have you flipped that uh, bad boy? <laughs> you get the same. So, uh, pulling back the curtain, the evergreen curtain. But today we're talking about flow, which is very adjacent to a lot of topics that we've talked about previously on the podcast, like pair programming, like kind of your workstation and pretty much everything to do with being a programmer. But I don't think we've actually talked about what flow is and how you can get there, what different kinds of ways you can get there. What does flow mean to you guys? Right. What is it, And what does it feel like to be in a flow state? I will say, so I saw a very beautiful description of what flow is outside of programming for anyone who has not seen the movie soul i would suggest you watch that movie oh Uh, the main character i forget the name of the main character but when the guy mentions his love for jazz and now he like goes into the ether and loses himself and programming i mean and and you know music composition i like was like oh i know what that is in the sense of going into flow of program right. very very interesting your, your soul like rises above, above your, your body, body. <laughs> and there, you're like typing and there's like jazz notes shooting out of your keyboard <laughs> oh, wow. something like that maybe i'm not sure but i, I thought that it was really you know i really i thought that that was like a really cool way of explaining it in another like you know form or industry that i'm not too familiar with because i don't play jazz like as a career right but it was right. really really cool to see that yeah yeah i love that i feel like there's a there is like a connection with like music as well like i programming it happens music also like with practice i think you can you can get there if it's muscle memory and whatnot what about you guys what's well, funny that you mentioned jazz as a career <laughs> i mean hey it's not it's hard stuff i mean jazz is cool i would do it a New York is probably has a scene. It's for a it. calling. And I think that's what the flow state relates to, right? Like it's a calling. It's something that you're drawn to for reasons that don't even necessarily make effable sense. Like I guess the word is mm. ineffable right. here. Uh, I'll use the Wikipedia section. I'll read this, but then I'm going to have to have someone name the person who coined the phrase flow state. But flow state, also known as being in the zone, is the mental state (laughs) in which a person performing some activity is fully immersed in a feeling of energized, focused, full involvement and enjoyment in the process of the activity. Yeah, yeah. It's like NBA Jam. He's on fire or they're on fire. You're on fire. Yeah, he's on fire for sure. Definitely. Named by the psychologist and I hope someone else can jump in and name the person. I can't. (laughs) Mihaly Sitchens Mihaly. Sitchens Mihaly. Yeah, there you go. 
Nice. I think, Sophie, with that pronunciation, you are taking the title of Father of Flow away from him. Oh, excellent. <laughs> I didn't know that you, was all it took. You, <laughs> you are the person of That's all it took. You just have to, have to say, say his name. name. <laughs> the father. Just have, to, just have to name it. Just name it. It's like Rumpelstiltskin. <laughs> So yeah, oh, so this yeah. this this person <laughs> this person is responsible for like coining it and making it kind of the conversation that we're having right now, as mentioned in the Wikipedia. This the concept is not like new, but being able to put a pin on it and actually speak on it and and figure out ways to you know achieve the flow state is something that was coined by the father of flow, if you will. Right. I think it's funny that a lot of like psychological research or social psychological research is like putting a name and like defining something that's like painfully obvious almost where it's yeah. like, okay, yeah, of course that's a thing. But, you know, so before 1975, we had flow and we continue to have flow. But uh, now we can talk about like now it's been named and that gives you power over it. <laughs> right. It helps to have a point of reference, I guess. Yeah, you can think about like what it takes to actually get there and what the components of that experience are, of which there's generally agreed that there's nine components of flow. Oh, what are the nine uh, components? Well, let's, uh, let's dive into them. I think if one is going to achieve flow, I would imagine that you probably need clear goals or clear task that can be completed where you don't have to ask anyone any questions. You're, it's probably like a story that you pick up. For example, you're doing some solo work on a piece of work. You know exactly the domain and you know how to jump right in to make that change. I can't imagine anyone going into flow if they were you know, not sure of what they needed to do. Right? I think that there's some, something about having clear goals that would help an individual be able to get into the zone, if you will. Right. Like uncertainty is kind of like an enemy of getting into flow state. But like if if you break something down small enough, like maybe you can find some certainty in or something to shoot for in a small span of time that can help you get there. Like if you're trying to do a research task, like if you just ask a question, like I think that that can like add like a clear goal to like an uncertain question or an uncertain situation. Yeah, it can foster further discussion and understanding to ask the right questions. Yeah. Um, can I add another element? Sure. Yeah. So this is from an article by NIH, which is National Institutes of Health. So it's like a scientific research study. Um, and it describes one of the elements of flow state as the merging of action and awareness. Yeah. That's pretty deep. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's the, yeah, the... The, the fact that you're taking action and you are knowing exactly the thing that you're achieving and being focused on that. Right. I think it's like there's there's no hesitation. Like you're not kind of like, ah, I got to hold back here. Right. You lose the sense of like the self-consciousness, right? Or even self-awareness. Right. And that's another element here that this article lists is a loss of the feeling of self-consciousness, which could also be self-awareness, right? Like you're not thinking about, say you're playing the guitar, which is sometimes when I achieve flow state. You're not <laughs> thinking about the fact that, oh, okay, I'm sitting on this couch in my living room and I'm holding this guitar and I'm holding a pick and I'm strumming up and down. 
it's just the action, right? And that's all that you're aware of. You're not aware of those other things. Right. Yeah, I, I kind of mentioned that earlier, like kind of like the muscle memory of it, where like if you're doing a practice and like you're repeating something over and over again, it can help you kind of, you know, go into that action and like not think about things so much, which like I think like to jump ahead a little bit, like to talk about like how a software developer can achieve this. You know, we talked a bunch about like TDD on the show. And I think like TDD is kind of one of those things that is a practice and gives you another one of these things, which is clear and immediate feedback. So you kind of have this like muscle memory that you're going through and getting clear feedback and just going and driving on the floor. Chart. Red, green refactor. Yeah. That's <laughs> red, green refactor pattern. Yeah. <laughs> it's a rhythm to that for sure. I've always enjoyed coding in that way. Cause there's like a system of like the knowing what state you're in to then go and knowing what's the next state of that, right? Like, so if you're red, then you know, you have to make the test pass to go green and then you would then go and refactor afterwards. Right. I think that's too much, just enough, like just, you know, get it <laughs> in, right in the minimal amount of code and then like feeling the, the green feeling and then making it beautiful and then making it red again. Right. And this kind of goes over two different sets of bullets here in, in the components, right? Because you have a sense of personal control over the situation because you know the state that you're in and what to achieve in the next one. And when you get that red test and you want to make it green, yeah, that is so rewarding. Like it's just a nice little right. feeling. Oh, or when you refactor, when you do a refactor, you're like, yo, is this going to pass? Like, I don't know. This is a crazy refactor. Let's find out. And then you hit the the, the play button and then it actually passes. Right. You're like, oh, yes, I know a thing. And you, oh, you know, like man. I made it beautiful, but did I also cause it to fail? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. When you go off the rails, if you have to go off the rails and like, you're just like doing exploration or spiking around and you're just making changes to the code base willy nilly. Like you can really get far away from a situation where you know what's, what's happening. And like, like if you're spiking, you can just blow it away and and try again or whatever. Like it's, it's not that big a deal, but like if you're just living your life like that as a developer without the the guidance of that clear immediate feedback and like having that like kind of ratcheting sense of control that we're getting through the cycle of like you know writing a test making it good committing refactoring committing like just kind of slowly building up through like version control and and testing so then one question might be how do you know when the refactor period is over and you're going back again to the beginning of the cycle I don't think it's ever over. <laughs> <laughs> You're always well, refactoring, baby. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just mean like, when do you write the next test? I think that's it's like, you know, you can always refactor and pull things out as much as possible, but whatever makes it readable enough for the next test to write. I think it's just like you kind of know. And I think going back, you know, you have control over when it's the next test to write. At the right. end of the day, which is good. Yeah. And I think like re- with refactoring too, like it's it's something that where you have your eyes on what the next change is. And if that refactor that you're going to do makes the next change easier, then 
that's definitely something that you should reach for. What else do we have here? We have a distorted sense of time. Wait, so like, is it, are we like programming in Vegas? Is that, is that what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> Where there's no clocks around you or you just kind of go in? There's no clocks in Vegas? I didn't know that. Are there? I, I think mean, there are, aren't there? No, I thought in the casino. I mean, in the casinos in oh, Las Vegas. Okay. Yeah. In the Got casinos it. in Las Vegas, they don't have clocks anywhere. Interesting. So, they, so that you don't know what time it is. So you stay. So in it's just like you're yeah. surrounded so, by ding and. Like, bro, going to the yeah. casino is. Your sense of time. Yeah. Going into the casino is prime flow state, bro. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! And then like a balance between skill level and challenge. <laughs> that that just one's interesting. It. Pulling yeah. it. <laughs> that, that one's interesting too, right? Like if we talk about programming, for example, right? Like if you know the task at hand and it's very difficult, like you will be frustrated and be knocked out of flow. But like if it's something that you truly know that you could just jump in and kind of like, you know, punch them semicolons in to make sure that the task is finished, like that'll get you there for sure. And using the Las Vegas casino example, the skill level of bringing that slot hand down, bro, <laughs> so easy. That's I, it. I can do this with some dice, just like <laughs> exactly. Throw the dice. I got it. Do a little. Do a little. <laughs> do a little throw. Yeah, of course. Oh, I can see that. Advanced. Yeah, very advanced. advanced. But I, I think also like with the balance of skill level and challenge, like this is something that like pair programming also really helps with, like because. When you're doing pair programming, you have a diversity of experience that can kind of like even out like the skill level of of your your little unit and keep that challenge within reach. And I think also pairing we've talked about like as as a tool for like concentration as well. Like another component is a high level of concentration and focus. So for me, I feel like pairing is something that helps me stay focused on the task. Right, and I think we've we spoke about. In a couple episodes, you know, some people find high levels of concentration through music if you're soloing on something or complete silence uh, for other individuals. But that probably resonates with other, like depending on, you know, how you find that level of concentration. I think it's it varies from person to person. But I think pairing definitely helps the majority of people, myself included. I think something I tell people all the time is you're less likely to check your Twitter feed if you're pairing with someone watching you and doing that when you should be at a task at hand. So concentration is definitely, definitely important and pairing definitely helps with that as well. And some of these tools that we've talked about too, when it comes to pairing, I think probably help pairs get into the flow state, for instance, tuple. Yeah. So, I mean, because you share in that screen, it's like, like you're really there. They can see all exactly your entire right. So but you're like, oh, I got like looking through like a pane of glass, right? Like yeah. it just feels like you're in the same place, right? So you got to turn off that WhatsApp and that signal. You know, turn off your cryptocurrency tickers. You don't need that when you're pairing. Your Bitcoin's gonna be okay, hopefully, when you hear this, and um, and that keeps you really, really focused. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And there was this other like uh, article that kind of like kind of talked about like kind of this delicate balance between like hyper focus and flow, which I, I thought was interesting. It's like kind of another line of research where like so flow is this like highly focused state where you're like you're just kind of chugging through like 
the intrinsic reward of doing a thing. But like, there's like an interesting contrast to the state of hyper focus, which is common with uh, people with ADHD. And so like, sometimes it, it can be kind of a balance where like, you don't want to go too far. So it's, it's good to like, take frequent breaks and like, kind of pace yourself. Because you don't want to lose so much track of time that you're going to end up like, gambling until 3 a.m. or whatever i mean and you wouldn't even know you wouldn't even know it's 3 a.m bro that's it it's crazy in vegas i guess i've never been by (laughs) i just know that's like a fun fact that i knew about it Uh, (laughs) i have a sort of funny story about vegas which is that a friend of mine who's a research scientist told me that um, some research scientists booked a conference in Vegas and they were uninvited back the next year because no one gambled. None of the research scientists <laughs> oh, gambled and they lost money. Oh, <laughs> no. they, they were focused and in flow state for science. Hyper-focused. Cool. So if you're, if you're going to host an event in Vegas, make sure you're, you're in the flow state and gambling. Uh, I think that <laughs> I mean, oh, it's really, it's really, really interesting. Like, because you know, I we made that connection like in the episode, but I think you know, there's probably a lot of psychology around flow state for gamblers and why Vegas has right. all these things that yeah, kind yeah. Of do I that. mean, flow flow kind of is addictive. Like when you when you're like getting that dopamine hit for like coding uh, a good solution and things are growing, it's it's it has a reward cycle. Um, yeah, for sure. So, yeah. Yes, I guess the question I would ask then is that, should we be concerned by that? The fact that flow can be a big thing. Too much flow? (laughs) (laughs) I'd I'd like to counter that with thinking about, but what makes it flow? It must have something that keeps your interest, right? So if programming keeps your interest, then I don't think that's a bad thing. Right. Like flow helps you identify where there is interest and where it's worth putting focus. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I think also you get paid for being a programmer, hopefully. So that's that's pretty cool. Well, no, no, but hold on. Suppose we have someone who was out there. I mean, I don't know. I suppose you are working in a you are salaried. Right. But then yeah. you are addicted to flow. You could be working 70 hours a week <laughs> and, that, and your organization oh, no. could very well be taking advantage of your addiction to flow. So if you're if you're in the flow state, we'd love to hear ways you get into flow. But if you're doing it 80 hours a week, I mean, that's that's entrepreneurial. <laughs> yeah. Please, 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 please refer to episode about energized work. Get, get that one of your ears. Exactly. Um, so another interesting research about flow is that there's like not just one kind of flow that you can get into. There's this uh, quiz that you can take, which, I mean, everybody loves a little quiz. It's, it's fun. <laughs> and you can find out like what kind of environments and activities might be best suited for, for you to get into uh, flow. And there's like four different kinds. And I, th- I think we a bunch of our colleagues took this test. And I, I think not unsurprisingly, a lot of people got the deep thinker category where they're just like, oh, yeah, I just like quiet things and like chilling out. 
Oh yeah, I think I took it. I was like the hardcore person, and I was like, "Oh, what is it? Um, <laughs> the the go getter, right?" I think oh, that the person. The go getter, yeah, from the Bronx. <laughs> from the Bronx, Bronx. Yeah. Bobby from the Bronx, go getting it. Uh, which I thought was very interesting uh, too. And then there's two other. There's four different, I would say, types of flow that they mention. And I know one of them is like more meditation and concentration, which sounds very foreign to me. But even when I read these nine components, I know that there are some components in this list that I cannot achieve in my own personal house. Because (laughs) I'll tell you right now, a high level of concentration with the two-year-old right outside the door could be a little difficult so you might you find way it's really really interesting the the flow genome project as we mentioned in the quiz that you can take the quiz at this website it talks about meditation and being in the flow of the things around you even outside of work which makes things a little more interesting right yeah yeah but i think also like there's there's a different the last type of flow is like social and like kind of engaging and riffing off of people so like maybe maybe that's something that you could you could tap into like you know your the Buddha form of flow is not going to come with geo, but maybe yeah. like maybe there's like a social <laughs> engaging form. Oh yeah, definitely the social. Yeah, of course. Uh, you get to when you pair program with the with the three year old. I think uh, you got a lot of work done. That you know, geo's off to my rubber duck that I get to. But like, yo, come here. Uh, I get the line is doing this. Don't understand why. Oh, I'm hitting the wrong URI. That's pretty much pretty much again. Every time, <laughs> every time, and Gio's like, Gio doesn't care. He's just drawing on the floor and oh. marker on the on the carpet, and it's like, I'll clean that up. That's later. a that's a safe space. Yeah. Gio doesn't mind. And, yeah, and it's I, I got to flow in that regard, right? Like it's a little different, right? Of being hyper focused. My hyper focus is a little different because I'm, you know, focusing on the environment, including the thing that I'm working on, as well as the well being of my son and my wife in the household and bouncing back and forth is is great uh so i feel like we had a very good social form of flow here i really enjoyed uh talking with y'all about uh this topic yeah same here yeah i mean we've been flowing for a lot longer than we normally do we don't have clocks in our room. There's no clock. There's There's no clocks. We're just uh, this is the casino right now. (laughs) (laughs) We are definitely jumping and jiving right now as we uh, talk about flow. Here's another use case for that uh, alarm clock on wheels. There you go. (laughs) Along with you. Yeah. All right. Well, guys, I'm gonna cash out of this casino. (laughs) It's good. Sounds good. (laughs) cash it out the casino that was great thanks dave follow us now on twitter at radio free rabbit so we can keep the conversation going like what you hear give us a five-star review and help developers just like you find their way into the rabbit hole and never miss an episode subscribe now however you listen to your favorite podcast on behalf of our producer extraordinaire william jeffries and my amazing co-host dave anderson and me your host michael nunez thanks for listening to the rabbit hole